Literary Scape presents the historical inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. Everyone, it's not typical that I put out a podcast episode on Sunday, but it is once again my honor and privilege to bring an in depth review of Julie Lessman's newest book, A Dare and a Prayer. And because this book holds something very special within it and something very important, I was able to hop in on Julie's blog post tour and we got booked for today. So that is why you're getting a bonus episode on Sunday. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that Julie will be donating a portion of her book sales for a dare and a prayer to Project Eden. And they are an anti-human trafficking organization in the Philippines that you can learn more about in the link within the blog post for this episode. While writing this novel, God had led her to shed light on this topic, which is tough for all of us. However, God gave her the words to weave it into her story in a beautiful way that will profoundly impact your lives. And there'll be more on this aspect of the story later in the review. To help further Julie's efforts, Literary Scape will be donating a dollar for every copy of A Dare and a Prayer sold in the month of October to Destiny Rescue. They are another anti-human trafficking organization that my husband and I support. And you can learn more about them at the link in the blog post for this episode. So we are asking you to help support the fight against human trafficking by purchasing your copy of a great story you won't be able to put down. It's really a win-win for everyone. So thank you for your support. Now let's dig into this sizzling inspirational novel. And yes, I say sizzling and inspirational because I've come to expect nothing less from Julie. And I must start off by pointing out the obvious about our hero, Henry Dinney. He is the son of Mitch and Charity Dinney and the grandson of Patrick O'Connor. And those who know the O'Connor family are probably already fanning themselves. The amount of good looks and charmed packed in his DNA is criminal. He's a man even the godliest woman struggles with being tempted by, and he knows it. Just one of the many reasons why his fighter pilot buddies call him Hanky Pink. Check out this conversation between him and his buddies. So, you engage now or what? Duck said as he shoved his half-eaten tray away with a groan, his bet that Henry couldn't turn the head of his favorite nurse, obviously leaving him as cold as his uneaten eggs. Nah, Henry waggled his brows as he wolfed down a piece of biscuit, but she did promise to name her firstborn after me. Dollars to doggy, she'd rather have her firstborn with ya, Lieutenant Wade Cowboy Weston said with a wayward grin as he returned from a second helping in the mess line. His Texas draw was thick as he tossed a piece of honeyed biscuit into his mouth. He winked, or with me. Like all men in the O'Connor family, they fall hard for a woman of God who makes them get right with the Lord before they give them their heart. Amy Lee MacArthur is that woman for Henry. 
I love the way the guys describe Amy as she enters the mess hall. And a side note, this scene is based off an experience Julie's daughter had in college, and you can hear more about it in episode 79, which I have linked in the blog post. Check out this little snippet of her entering the mess hall and the men's reaction. Duck's jaw dropped as he stared at Henry outright. Are you out of your pee picking mine? He leaned in, fingers gripped to the table as he enunciated every word. That's Amy Lee MacArthur. Henry blasted out a sigh of frustration that a mere girl could hamstring so many men. She's a girl, duck, just like any other. Cowboy blew out a long, slow whistle. Sorry, old buddy, but this is where you and I part ways. I agree with duck. Here tells she plans to become a nun or a missionary or something like that after the war, which means that thar woman is as untouchable as Lady Liberty, and I've heard stories to prove it. Cowboy observed Hank with a half-lidded look while he rolled a toothpick in his mouth. I'm inclined to agree with the boys. You're good, Hank, but nobody's that good. He glanced over his shoulder, gaze darting to the table of nurses and back. Here tell that Billy shot down more flyboys than the Japs. You are just going to enjoy Henry and Amy's love story, which is a long, hard fought battle on Henry's end with crushing blows to Amy. However, Julie keeps the romance sizzling as per her usual. Let's check out Henry and Amy's first kiss. His tone soothed and she pressed in, wondering why it suddenly didn't matter that she was in Henry Denny's arms. Her pulse skipped a beat when he kissed her hair, once and then again, before those deadly fingers roamed to draw her closer. Her breathing grew shallow as his mouth ventured on, slowly kissing her forehead, her eyes, her ear before luring a soft moan from her lips when he suckled the soft flesh of her lobe. Henry, no, she said, her voice little more than hoarse consent, when he caressed the curve of her cheek, shape of her jaw. Oh, Amy, he whispered, finally fondling her lips with such tenderness they parted in ready assent, his mouth meeting with hers in gentle exploration that robbed her of any desire to say no. Pulse throbbing, she returned his kiss with such passion, his raspy groan tangled with her own, unleashing a firestorm of heat that sealed her surrender. Henry and Amy are not the only ones enjoying romance and passion. Julie brings the entire O'Connor family back and, of course, spotlights the romance that still burns between Charity and Mitch and Marcy and Patrick. Not to mention the newfound romance in the marriages of Alex and Gabe and Hope and Bren. There are also several new supporting characters to fall in love with as well. So here is a quick rundown. And what I did is I'm giving you the name and then just a little snippet out of the story that features them. So you can kind of get an idea of who these characters are and the role that they play within the story. So first is Master Sergeant Michael O'Leary, a.k.a. Pop. Henry picked up pace, suddenly anxious to talk to Pop, Master Sergeant Michael O'Leary, his crew chief. 
He'd taken an instant liking to Sarge during training at John Rogers Field, Hawaii Territory, before they had arrived at Saipan. Sarge reminded him so much of his own pop, Patrick O'Connor, his grandfather, that he'd take to calling Sarge Pop 2 upon occasion, especially when he'd spout spiritual stuff. Lieutenant Evelyn Wong. Evelyn shook her arm, rattling the pen from her grip. It's got to stop, Amy. This bitterness, this anger, you're only hurting yourself and me. Fingers quivering, Amy shielded her eyes with her hand. Sorry, Ev. For the first time in my life, I don't know how. Evelyn gently kneaded her arm. You do know how. You have to forgive him. Lieutenant Shane Kelly, a.k.a. Preacher. You could bow out of the dare, Henry, Preacher said quietly, and leave Amy alone. Annoyance prickled at the back of Henry's neck, the idea of throwing in the towel on a bet not settling well, and the thought of leaving Amy alone even worse. He slammed his hands in his pockets, gaze looking away. Can't do that, Preach. Because the pride and the money mean more to you? Preacher's tone was not kind. Now, some of these uh, names are different. I'm not sure if I'm going to say this right, but I'm going to say um, Koyu. Henry! Koyu hopped up from the table and barreled straight into Henry's legs, prompting one of the very few smiles he'd enjoyed this last month as he swung the little guy high up in the air. You here today? The boy asked in his rudimentary English, and Henry set him down with a chuckle, squatting in front of him. Sister Genevieve. I've got a plan, Henry said in a near growl, tossing his ball cap on the desk before dropping back into the chair with a tight fold of arms. How about I beat the guy to a pulp? Sister's mouth twitched. As much as I like that idea, Lieutenant, I'd rather not see one of my best volunteers in the brig, leaving me in the lurch when it comes to those little boys. Then we have Lee, Sora, and Key. Henry! The moment he appeared in the doorway, Lee shot into his legs, going airborne when he swung her up and around, his husky chuckles merging with her bubbly giggles. Love, Henry, she shouted, clutching his neck as if she would never let go. Henry's gaze locked with Amy's over Lee's little shoulder, and her stomach instantly turned over at the sheen of love in his eyes before he grinned at Sora and Key, strolling over to lightly tousle their hair with Lee still in his arms. As you may have guessed, Lee, Sora, and Key are the victims of human trafficking. If you're like me, it may make you a little nervous to read this novel. Cruelty at this level is hard to swallow, and if I'm honest, I read to escape these harsh realities. So for those of you on the fence, I just want to reassure you that Julie weaves this difficult topic into her story so well, you'll actually walk away inspired. I love the way Henry's outbursts of righteous anger over this atrocity inspires others to help and protect these innocent young women. So check out this snippet of a rant that he has in the book. 
I want all of you to take a good look at these children, he emphasized, tone harsh, at the bruises, the beatings, and the shame they bear at the hand of this monster, whom everyone here knows is not their uncle. What if this were your daughter? Henry shouted, his voice hoarse with both pain and conviction. Your sister or your mother? Would you stand by and let a vile pervert rape them, beat them, break their bones, or even kill them? I cannot give enough praise for Julie Lessman's newest book, A Dare and a Prayer. This is by far her best novel yet. She delivers big on the romance, character arc, and justice. So Literary Escape gives A Dare and a Prayer five out of three lassos. Yeah, because it's that good. (laughs) We give this outstanding novel the following element ratings. Adventure was at a mocha level. So there's quite a bit of adventure, as you can imagine, just because they're in the middle of a war. And he's dealing with rescuing these girls from the human sex traffic ring that's happening there. Mystery is at an espresso. I There's a little bit there uh, as you try to figure out a couple of things that happen up throughout, but it's not a, a main theme. There's not like a main mystery that everyone's trying to solve throughout the novel. And then romance. If you know Julie Lessman, then you know we rate it a latte because she has a lot of romance. In fact, I think of all of her novels, this one has the most romance in it. But I just wanted to remind you not to forget to get your copy today and help us support organizations that work to bring an end to human trafficking. You can also directly donate to Project Eden or Destiny Rescue. And please consider sharing this blog post with others to help join the fight against human trafficking. And until next time, happy and blessed reading. Hello, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. We'd love to connect with more readers like you and share inspirational stories with them. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, happy and blessed reading.